Hi, I'm Kurt Barnes. Thank you for listening to Your Daily Bible. It's my prayer that you would be continually growing in your relationship with Jesus and that this podcast would be one of the many tools that the Holy Spirit is using in your life to bring about transformation. Don't forget to press the subscribe button and remember, you can hear our full-length sermons at scf.tv. Welcome back to Your Daily Bible Podcast. We are continuing the book of 1 Timothy, and today we're going to read all of chapter 5. Never speak harshly to an older man, but appeal to him respectfully as you would to your own father. Talk to younger men as you would to your own brothers. Treat older women as you would your mother, and treat younger women with all purity as you would your own sister. Take care of any widows who has no one else to care for her. But if she has children or grandchildren... Their first responsibility is to show godliness at home and repay their parents by taking care of them. This is something that pleases God. Now a true widow, a woman who is truly alone in this world, has placed her hope in God. She prays night and day, asking God for his help. But the widow who lives only for pleasure is spiritually dead even while she lives. Give these instructions to the church so that no one will be open to criticism. But those who won't care for their relatives, especially those in their own household, have denied the true faith. Such people are worse than unbelievers. A widow is put on the list of support, must be a woman who is at least 60 years old and who was faithful to her husband. She must be well respected by everyone because of the good she has done. Has she brought up her children well? Has she been kind to strangers and served other believers humbly? Has she helped those who are in trouble? Has she always been ready to do good? The younger widows should not be put on the list because their physical desires will overpower their devotion to Christ and they'll want to remarry. Then they would be guilty of breaking their previous pledge. And if they're on the list, they will learn to be lazy and will spend their time gossiping from house to house meddling in other people's business, and taking and talking about things they shouldn't. So I advise these younger widows to marry again, have children, and take care of their own homes. Then the enemy will not be able to say anything against them, for I am afraid that some of them have already gone astray and now follow Satan. If a woman who is a believer has relatives who are widows, she must take care of them and not put the responsibility on the church. Then the church can take care of the widows who are truly alone. Elders who do their work well should be respected and paid well, especially those who work hard at both preaching and teaching. For the scripture says, You must not muzzle an ox to keep it from eating as it treads out the grain. And in another place, those who work deserve their pay. Do not listen to an accusation against an elder unless it's confirmed by two or three witnesses. Those who sin should be reprimanded in front of the whole church. This will serve as a strong warning to others. I solemnly command you in the presence of God and Christ Jesus and the highest angels to obey these instructions without taking sides or showing favoritism to anyone. Never be in a hurry about appointing a church leader. Do not share in the sins of others, but keep yourself pure. Don't drink only water. You ought to drink a little wine for the sake of your stomach because you are sick so often. Remember, the sins of some people are obvious, leading them to certain judgment. But there are others whose sins will not be revealed until later. In the same way, 
the good deeds of some people are obvious, and the good deeds done in secret will someday come to light. All right. Now, when we use the word church, and church comes up in conversation, the first thing that most people think about is a building. We have this mindset that church is a place that we go to on Sundays or an occasional Wednesday night. And as we get our family dressed, fight through traffic, feed them breakfast, to get in, get the good seats, or get them checked in before the rush, it's easy to lose sight of the fact that we don't just go to church. We are the church. In 1 Timothy 5, Paul describes a church as a people who are dedicated to doing whatever it takes to reach out and help other people. You and I have a responsibility to serve and help others who are in need. That's what it means to be the church. Caring for each other as well as those outside of the church is the quickest way to see Jesus change people's lives. But too often we see a need and wait for a pastor or a leader or an elder or someone on a staff to come and take responsibility. But that's not the way the church was designed to work. Each of us has been given skills, abilities, opportunities. Each of us has been uniquely shaped by God to serve others. And in Timothy's church that he's working with, there's women who are running a widow's ministry. There's elders who are leading and other elders who are teaching and preaching. See, in the Bible, church is always a reference to people, not a place. The church is the body of believers where we live out the gospel in our words and in our action. The church was never intended to be a social club for believers. The church is functioning as God designed it when the people take the message that they are strengthened in and built up in inside the building out to the people in the streets and in our community and our neighborhood who so desperately need to hear it. Let's pray. Jesus, I thank you for these truths, and I thank you that you designed the church, that you said you will build your church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Jesus, thank you that we're on the winning team, and thank you that it's your plan to change the world and our neighborhoods and our families through your local church. We commit ourselves to her, and we ask you, God, to continue to strengthen her and bless her. In Jesus' name, amen.